1: Hey, 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 and welcome to a special episode of How You Watch You. It's your girl, Cherise from K-Pop Box.
0: And Shay from The K-Way. And on this podcast, we love hanging out with you guys to talk through the hottest K news, your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, and everything in between. And sometimes we even have special guests.
1: Yes, and today we have Yantina! Yay! (laughs) So our special guest for today, she's a platinum
0: selling pop, dance and K-pop and indie orientated songwriter, vocalist and producer. She's worked with the likes of NCT 127, EXO, Monster X, to name a few. So Yantina, please say hi to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about yourself. Hi everybody. Firstly, thanks for having me. And I'm super
2: excited to talk a little K-pop. And um, I'm a songwriter. I've been doing this for quite some time. Do a lot of pop music. And then I kind of accidentally rolled into K-pop a little bit. And one of my good friends is a producer out there. So I, I work on a lot of things with him these days. Uh, directionally with the artists. And besides that, I'm, I'm an artist. I have my own project, release my own music. I love to keep it very diverse and do yeah, do a lot of different things, really.
0: Ooh, she's
2: Amazing. spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs>
0: so guys, per usual, now it's time for Hot topics. So this week's going to be a little bit different. We're going to get to know our guests a little bit better. So Shanice, shoot her our questions.
1: Yes. So I saw that you wrote your first song at age 11. So did yes, I, I'm joking. Um, really? Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I probably did, but it probably wasn't any good. Do you remember what it was called? And yeah, did this spark your songwriting journey? I
2: I, I remember exactly what it was called. It was called "The Dark Inside Me."
0: Oh, because wow. I was That's very,
2: deep. I know I was very strange. Well, I was quite a weird kid, I think, and I was just by myself behind my piano piano a lot and, and this is just what came out but also I used to listen to a lot of punk rock and a lot of emo and a lot of like metal stuff so it was definitely also my ballpark and I played that with my band and it definitely sparked my career it was the start of it all really
1: wow at eleven? Wow. did you have a band at 11 or yeah Oh, oh, my wow. God. That's amazing. Who <laughs> introduced you to Metal at 11? That's, that's amazing. Oh, my um, my stepdad. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. and my mom
2: as well. Is kinda, she would always listen to, like, Rammstein and stuff. And, like, my stepdad liked Metallica, like, Sepultura and stuff, like, for harder stuff. And so, yeah, I got that. But then they also listened to ABBA and, like, Super Poppy things. So I got a blend of a everything. Mix. and I, st- I still like that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Amazing.
1: So I also saw that when you was in secondary or high school, um, you were in a girl, in a girl band as well. Yes. And I feel like you were living out a lot of, you know, teenage dreams where you do gigs and all of that. So how was, (laughs) (laughs) how was your experience with that? And what were you called? so the, the
2: old girl band was actually the one I started when I was 11 oh, you uh, see? oh wow. yeah that, that was my very first band and we were just some friends and there was this talent show in school and we were like oh yeah let's do this and then I wrote a song for the talent show um basically that so, so that was the incentive to to start writing it was just a school competition really and um yeah it was super fun uh we started playing a bit some more gigs but not too many and then this local pop punk label heard us or saw our show and they're like, oh, they're so cute and like cool. And obviously we were so young and it was, we didn't even have a guitar. We were at two, we had bass, two keyboards, drums, and two vocals. It's really like piano pop punk almost. And so cool. yeah, they liked it. So then signed or was signed, uh, kind of put us on their compilations and on their label nights. And
1: yeah, that's that's where it all kind of started for me.
0: That's, That's
1: amazing. amazing. Do you remember fun. what's like the first K-pop song you ever listened K-pop. to? Yeah. Listen to. You. I'll tell you now. So I'm, I'm a bit of an intruder.
2: <gasps> because, <gasps> <laughs> because I, uh, so what happened was Justin Oh, he's a great producer and also a great dance producer. He's from from Seoul, from South Korea. He sent me a message on Instagram or no, wait, actually it was on my old email, he got my email from somewhere and I don't even know how. <laughs> um, and he sent me a message like, oh, can you top line this? Because I like your work. Because by then I already did a lot of dance stuff. And coming from the Netherlands, that's kind of where you start out with anyway. Because there's so many dance beeps. But uh, he asked that and then I wrote something and he liked it. And then Amber and Luna from FX ended up singing the tune. So oh. I was like, oh, okay cool i mean uh, i knew k-pop existed uh but that's when i had to look into it obviously because then all of a sudden i worked with artists that are baked there and um and not long after i flew to korea for my first writing
1: camp there it it all went quite fast actually so you just kind of sucked into it basically yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing so Being a member of a girl group and your experiences with writing and producing songs, if you had the creative power to create a K pop group, what kind of musical style or color would you make them debut as? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so creative. So I think it would definitely be, uh, it would be cool to have a more punky band, mm. a band and the girls maybe also girls that would be sick and then they all play instruments as well so it's not just oh. a girl singing group they're all like they do everything that would be kind of sick and also if his guys that play instruments so a little less dancing maybe i know it's very controversial very non no, like like but a little less dancing a little bit more band that would be sick
1: do, do you have like a name you <laughs> know putting you on the spot right now <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm so bad at names.
1: But we'll come back to you I'm gonna yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, you better you better start thinking. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have, as Shane mentioned before, you have worked with the likes of Monster X, Keep from Shiny, Luna, and Amber from FX, NCT, so on, so on, so on, so, so on. So on. Um, are there any other Korean artists that you would love to work with that you haven't yet?
2: I think everyone wants to work with BTS obviously um, <laughs> I mean that's a no-brainer if only it is because it's just the almost biggest you can get like so of course um love to work with gr- Girls Generation with Red Velvet I've I've done way more I haven't really done girl bands yeah, it's all guys say. yeah it's all boy bands so uh, apart from the stuff I did some stuff for Luna Solo stuff as well so yeah that's a girl but no girl bands, so that'll be fun <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could see you like with a red velvet because red velvet they kind of experiment with different. Mm. Yeah. And, stuff, and I don't think they've done the whole. If you go with like your whole punk kind of aesthetic vibe, like a, maybe do like a punk poppy mashup mm. for red velvet, yeah. I, th- I feel like it would work.
0: That'd be sick, thing.
1: right? You say thing. Or even yeah. like, like Itsy be... or something. Or oh like, I could see that working. Yeah. So if, you, if it does happen, me and Shay want a cut. Okay. no no yeah definitely <laughs> i mean this is where the idea started if you didn't ask me this
2: question i would never think of it so well there you go yeah exactly
1: so yeah that's the end of hot topics hot hot topics if there are any other questions or stories you want me and shay to talk about in the future make sure you hit us up on our socials at how you at you or use the hashtag how you at you. Okay, so moving on to our next segment called Say What, where you send in your unpopular opinions, dilemmas tea, drama, all that good stuff. Then you can send that to howutgmail.com. That's how you tea at gmail.com. Or if you want to be anonymous, then you can submit a form on my website, which is kpopbox.co.uk forward slash how you at you the letter just you so in this segment we have a few unpopular opinions and you know we just want to know if you agree disagree we'll have a little conversation about it so shay take it away
0: Yes. So just to preface this segment of our show is where people submit any of their K pop orientated unpopular opinions. So I'm going to read them out. They've all been submitted. We like to keep it anonymous and then you can give us your opinion on their opinion. Ooh. So the very, <laughs> the very <laughs> first unpopular opinion for today is I personally wish that more groups and K pop artists had a say in what their songs sound like.
1: So from your experience to like from groups that you've worked with, is it more of a collaborative process or is it a bit of both where you might have like a song or hear a beat and you write a song and send it off? I've been on, the, I've been on two ends of the spectrum. So
2: when I was working with SM, SM Entertainment at their offices, it was very structured, And the artists were there and they were there to, to kind of see what was going on. But that was it. And I remember we were kind of go writing something. Uh, but then that was kind of weird they found it a bit weird no definitely I I, that happens I've seen that happen personally but on the other end of the spectrum you have a band like Monster X which I've been whom I've been working with recently and they actually write themselves they write lyrics in English also Korean English and so what what we do there is that I Justin produces I kind of uh, well, I write the song on top of it with obviously a theme already and the lyrics, but a lot of times they come back and Monster X comes back and uh, with some lyrical adjustments or a fully new lyric that happens too. So yeah, I think it's definitely very cool that, that they do that themselves and have a very clear vision, obviously in collabor- collaboration with the labels, well. They seem to have a very clear vision, artistic vision. So, but they also are with a different label. So yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference at all. Because I don't know if Starship is easier in that respect, or
1: mm, I don't know enough about about that. Yeah. So it's like a selection, a bit of a bit. Of yeah,
2: that. yeah, it happens. Yeah, definitely. But I've also seen the the offices who are because you know. It's it's a gigantic skyscraper where SM um, entertainment is based, and on the whatever, uh, I mean this is not accurate, but on the on the seventh floor, all the eleven-year-olds get dance training because you have to imagine like they get scouted so early on, and just trained, trained, trained into this K-pop multi-talented machine. So I don't think songwriting is nurtured, mm. maybe also in the process, but also they're very much part of a product. A genius product but a product you know so that that's definitely also that yeah that's that side i think they state in that statement where they probably just do whatever they're told
1: almost mm-hmm. yeah i just feel like it depends on the company yeah or maybe it depends it may be the company but it may be also the idol themselves yeah well. so there might be like so. a few some a few idols that may come in that they have good pen game and i don't want to lose that so they might nurture it whereas someone else might come in and they're more dance orientated so they nurture that instead
2: yeah exactly because obviously within a group there's a lot of different talents as well as you know so i remember with uh was with exo in the studio because i was that was in on my first korean trip i, I was in the studio with skrillex actually because he apparently really likes using k-pop so it was with him and exo and then we started working with the rapper of the group we're like, oh, yeah, because we, I mean, we weren't rappers. They're so like, yeah, you, you write a rap, cool. So he did that. And so that was a bit of co-writing with Exodus, yeah. a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Amazing. And also, like, a little question that I have, even do you sometimes find it quite hard when having to write these lyrics? Because obviously, some of them must have to get translated into Korean. So you sometimes like having to word things differently, or is it quite a natural process for you? It is quite
2: natural. Uh, although, um, I mean, yeah, there is a bit of a dilemma because sometimes you think like, yeah, well, they're going to throw everything away anyway. So how much time and effort do you put in it? But then, like I said, sometimes they don't throw, uh, throw it away at all. And a lot of times they love to base the story. If you have a good story, the translator will will base, this, base it on that story too. So I think it's really important to, to still try your best on the English lyrics. Uh, when you write a song because it's also the heart and soul of the song if you ask me because I'm I'm big big on lyrics anyway so I couldn't really do a completely throwaway lyric Uh, no
0: perfect okay so I guess we we don't agree or disagree with this one but it's cool Mm -hmm. when artists do have a say and some input in the sound of their songs okay so on next unpopular opinion is k-pop songs nowadays aren't as good or as creative as they used to be i feel like there's a lot of noise music Mm.
2: this is an opinion you hear all over always and also an opinion you've always heard it's not just k-pop it's everything if they're friends there's a lot of people that follow that trend and maybe when you that person that has the opinion, which I understand where they're coming from. But if you just discover something, everything's new and fresh, but then maybe years down the line, you've been listening to K-pop a lot. You kind of notice that there's trends and everyone follows them and you'll always have these artists that set, set the precedent, set the style, and then the rest follows. And doesn't mean it's less
1: good. I think it's quite normal, actually. Yeah, so I, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree with I agree with you as well because I was I was also thinking there might be certain trends that you like, like yeah. your musical style, and then because now the trend is X, and you're like, I don't like X. This is this is noise. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of, it's, it's kind of like a generation thing as well because sometimes you have yeah. people like even within a genre, it's like, oh, hip hop's not as good as it used to be back in my day. It's yeah. because like a whole nos- nostalgia. It's just Mm -hmm. very different. Yeah. But
2: even, I mean, you misimagine that even when when Bach came out with his classical music, people were like, this is
1: trash. Mm. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member (laughs) FDSE.
2: So, you know, just of all times, really. Yeah. But it is true that there's, well, is a difference, but but I don't know if the person that stated that still remembers the CD era. Probably not, because they wouldn't really have known um, K-pop if it wasn't for huge online streaming services because yeah. I mean, in, in that time, of course, the selection was more selected. So you didn't have as much out there. Right now, there's so much. So it's also the accessibility to to an abyss of music is also why it's just a freaking, it can be a bit of a, yeah, like I said, distortion of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't have to, I think the main thing is, is that they don't have to worry Because there's always really creative minds that will try to do something new or cool and that won't
0: end. Um, Yes, I guess we don't overall, we don't really agree with that one. I guess it's down to also personal Mm. taste as well. And music is forever evolving and changing. Okay. And then your word is so much better than (laughs) I do. No, no, I like your explanation. I think I think it was really nice. Um, and then our last unpopular opinion for today is: I feel like boy groups have better music written for them in comparison to girl groups. Oh, Thoughts and feelings. Interesting.
2: Is this the? Is this maybe a residue of patriarchy? You know. Oh, where, <laughs> indeed. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I don't. I do think that. M- men have a still a slightly different position in society than women have. That's true, but uh, I, I don't personally agree. No. It's, it is a difficult one. Maybe it's also a projection of, yeah, maybe men do have more, I can imagine that maybe male K-pop groups are a bit more emancipated into the, the production and writing system than the female K-pop groups, but I honestly don't know. I haven't been in Korea enough to fully understand the balance between male and females. I don't know if it's the same as it is here. For instance, uh, in the UK, I have no idea. Do you? Do you guys know? Or?
1: I feel. I feel like this opinion is from someone that is boy group, ba- um, like a boy group stan. That they hmm. listen to that because I feel like maybe it comes from and maybe this is just my bias, I feel like sometimes the boy groups have better title tracks, but Mm. the girl groups, they still have quality songs, but they're usually hidden in the album sometimes. Interesting. Mm. So, And then again, as you said, maybe they won't sing about the same topics. Yeah. They won't sing about it in the same way. So you may like the way the boy groups sing it. Than how the girl groups would interpret it, if that makes
2: sense. Yeah. I think the boy groups might have a bit more freedom when it comes to, because even the the Monster X stuff I've I've done, I mean, I have to say, K pop is way more proper, as in, it won't really, they won't really talk about sex or, not really, or drugs or alcohol. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
2: They'll put it very, very, very very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think what i had with um what was that line in my in my mustache song was like something like dirty li- oh no that was the latest one like i know you got secrets dirty little secrets and that's already quite on the edge there and i think maybe male groups are more allowed to, to do that or it's more normal for male groups to, to kind of touch that limit and maybe that's why the listeners are like oh the girl group's don't have the same freedom as the male groups and I like them less or I like songs that are a bit edgy and then they don't really do that
0: mm, it could be that mm. could be but it's all this is a bit of a guessing game right? yeah. <laughs> 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 Like if button, maybe but the funny thing at least from my perspective is that I feel like back in the day like quote-unquote back in the day k-pop was way more like scandalous with their lyrics than like current k-pop because I think back to like AOA songs like some of those groups, they could talk about like way more <laughs> than current really? groups. I think a little bit.
2: Wow, cool. I don't know enough about like K-pop. That is a bit older, but that's really I have to look into it that because that's really interesting. I think so, tiny bit. Unless it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but that could also be maybe the globalization and also that they won't want want yeah, it they to be package for it for everyone meat, you know? mm. Yeah. Then again, look like what's global here like yeah, no They're dirty stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, true 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 you're just starting to see what works and then in a few years everything's super gross and dirty
1: <laughs> yeah nothing's left to the imagination anymore <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows <laughs> oh
2: my gosh um, no it's not in the culture I don't think uh, I...
1: Mm.
0: yeah I think it's, it's a little bit out there but we'll see how time goes on but from your mm-hmm. perspective either a song that you've listened to or worked on have you found that sometimes the lyrics like hugely contrast the sound of the song, if that makes sense? Because a lot of K-pop fans sometimes are surprised by of the meaning behind yes. certain songs because they have like super poppy and upbeat beats to them. So huh? Has that been something? I think that you this found? is because it's different people that wrote it. Mm. Yeah, I had it with my. I
2: think my first K-pop release for Luna. Oh no, no. So that was my second. Because the first was with Luna and Amber, and second with Luna. Um, yeah, I wrote this song earlier, so it wasn't for a brief or anything. And then they wanted it and then changed the lyrics. And it was a completely different story. And I was like, oh, this is sick. It's really cool, but it's so different. And I think because the songwriters that write the melodies normally are the pe- not the people that write the lyrics. So you get two completely different points of view on the song. I think, I think that could be a big reason why people feel that way. Interesting. And this is probably from a Western point of view, anyway, this this question. So maybe for Koreans, this is like, oh yeah, no, of course this song is about this and that. And for us, it's like, wow, that's such a contrast, because in in Western music,
0: that doesn't happen, or it's just a different perspective, I think. Definitely. And I guess also for a Western audience, we're just at least with those that don't understand Korean, you're just taking in the music for like whatever it sounds like. If it sounds upbeat, then it must be upbeat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: exactly. exactly. So you make your own story because you don't you you can't understand Korean. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. they read the lyrics, and then the fantasies like, are crushed. <laughs> like, no, this is yeah, not. exactly.
2: <laughs> it's like reading a book and then seeing the, mo- the, the movie,
0: and you're like, no, everyone looks different. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But um now it's actually time for our dilemma. So, Shanice, oh. do you, you want to read our dilemma?
1: Yeah, I saved this one especially for you, Yantina. So here we go. Ooh, oh God! It says, "Hi guys, I love the podcast." it's like I'm having a conversation with friends. I am not sure if this is something you can help me with but here goes. I have a passion for poetry and writing songs. I have for the majority of my life but my mum is very academic based and said I should just write as a hobby. I think life is too short especially going through this whole Covid era and I really want to write professionally but I have no idea where to start. I would love to write for a Korean artist but I don't speak Korean and again I don't know where to start and it also feels like I'm overstepping as I fully don't understand the culture and I may be taking an opportunity away from a native help from a future wow. songwriter aww well I do agree it's like talking to
2: friends it's really fun so that's <laughs> good uh, well I have to kind of pick that apart because there's a okay. few things yeah. there's a few things in there right Um, firstly academic-based parents doubting if you need to go into music well I, I come from the exact same my parents are, are h- highly educated and and I was going into med school oh, and wow. and then decided to do music instead and obviously for them that was a bit of a like Ugh. but then again it's your life and and she's I don't know if it's the he or she but they're right that you only live once and life's short and if you really have a gigantic passion for it you should try to see how to develop that obviously going into to in my case a music university or I don't know if they would go to a music university or or something poetry or something art that also gives you four more years or like three or four more years to nurture your talent so you don't have to be there if they're if they're that young you don't have to be there right now but if you feel strongly about it, you, you need to choose to pursu- mm. pursue it because you can always, when you're 30, whatever, you can always choose to do something else if you have to. At least you tried.
1: Yeah, like give it a go. Um, mm. Also, I don't know now because I'm not really on it that much, but I do know at one point on Clubhouse, there were a few like writers and producers and they'll do like different rooms and stuff. So maybe jump in one of those and see what yeah oh yeah yeah." because that was another point is how do you get there Mm. that's a
2: tricky one obviously because everyone's journey is so different and uh firstly it's just a lot of time investment and just writes a lot of things and i don't know if this person also plays an instrument and sings because that is if you want to write for other artists that that kind of is handy or you have to go in with other people but yeah do it a lot and then try to build it up and if you would go to university you meet a lot of people as well and you'll find your way to get there and it seems like some people have that one big hit and they're like then. for me for instance it's been a very gradual growth and and nothing it's not like well this was my huge breakthrough no it's just been gradually going off so that's just a good example of how everyone's journey is so different so you shouldn't compare yourself but if you want to do it there's a way I, I believe that
1: yeah just keep writing
2: yeah mm. Mm-hmm. but if you want to do lyrics for k-pop Obviously that's not really gonna work if you're just if you're just a foreign lyricist. So if you wanna do poetry in Korean, why the, why the hell not learn Korean? How awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Now you're not taking it away from a native. Because there's there's space for everyone. How many capable bands are there? Hmm. Enough. So no, no, no. Don't worry about that. Was there something else in the question?
1: Uh, I think we covered everything really and truly. It's more about as you said. Her parents being academic, writing as a hobby, how to get into that space. So, stalk people on socials. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Also, for sure. And I think one thing in entertainment in general, I don't know if it might be different for songwriting and producing and that sort of thing, but also don't be shy. Like you sort of have to put yourself out there, like send the emails, ask, like, can mm. I listen into this or can we jump on a call? It's like the worst that can happen is someone says no. But I feel like when you're passionate about something, you have to try and push for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was, I mean, when I started, I mean, CDs were
2: already quite old, but still, I just, I, there was this guy that won the voice uh, that show. And I was like, ah, I'm going to write a song for him. And wrote a song, did a whole arrangement and everything. It was n- not that good, but I mean, <laughs> it was good, yeah. And I sent it on CD with a whole he- handwritten letter to the label. And they did come back to me and I said, oh, this is so nice. I mean, it's not what we're looking for, but thank you for sending, heading over. And I think, just take that chance indeed. Because if I... I personally listen to almost everything people send me um, just to see. You never know. Mm. Maybe I'm like, whoa, I need to work with this person. Or, you know, so yeah, don't be shy like you
1: said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we hope that helps. Um, you can write back in and we can add to that. But um, just try and go for it. But as we come to sort of the end of our episode, it's time for On the Radar. So this is where we like to find out. Well, usually we do it and we talk about whatever we're into, watching, listening to or whatever's coming up for us. But what's coming up for you? Do you have any projects that you're super excited about? Anything you've been watching, listening to or wanting to try? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of
2: at the moment, I'm kind of full throttle on my solo stuff. There's some really exciting things coming up as well and some really good airplay opportunities that will probably happen and and there's a music video coming, so I'm, I'm just really excited and really enjoying that, enjoying that right now. But I'm also doing a camp this week, writing for other people. Um, I'm working on a new Monster X song as well Thanks, with Kristen. Justin.
0: Wow,
2: yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> you know, they're always releasing new music, so <laughs> that, that's in a really cool style. Actually, It will be really exciting, really exciting. Uh, very different from their last albums. And also some collaborations between K-pop artists and bigger DJs, and yeah, there's some stuff going on, which I'm
1: excited about. So, how about you guys? Well, I'm waiting for your new punk K-pop oh to debut. Maybe we need to start scouting. Maybe we yes. need to be the managers. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. If you guys want to audition, yeah. email me, and we'll create right? I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm ready?
0: For it. Yes. Um, auditions global auditions global Global auditions auditions. (laughs) we'll
1: fly
2: into seoul and while while we're there we'll just book ourselves a five-star hotel
0: and start the auditions there why not Mm -hmm yeah Why let's not? do
1: it thank you so much for listening to how you at you
0: <laughs> and remember that you can send in any of your own public opinions dilemmas or requests to halliut at gmail.com. if you also really enjoyed this episode please head over to gentine's instagram her socials follow her celebrate her and support her work
1: we'll leave all our socials in the description as well thank you so much guys it was awesome Yay.
2: you're amazing <laughs> thank
1: you and until next time we will holler at you Bye. bye